Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on a Sunday morning worship service. Hallelujah. Come on, we can do better than that. I wonder if you'd stand to your feet this morning. Amen. The Bible says where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty. Can I tell you today, there's no fear in this house today. There's no hesitation. Amen. There's no rebuke. Come on, in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, I thank you, God, for your liberty. Lord, I thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I give you all the honor and the praise today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. There's some of us here today that have a desire in our heart. Can I tell you, it's in the house today. Amen, because God is in this place today. Amen, it's good to be in the house of God with you this morning. Amen, I promise I won't make you stand very long. Amen, I give honor to your pastor. Amen, Brother McCall, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. Amen, appreciate you. Amen, all that you're doing. Appreciate you not calling me too many bad names on that forum you were talking about. Amen. And the football thing doesn't bother me. Amen, I don't keep up with it anyway. Praise God. Amen. I, I played my fair share and kept up with it my fair share. Amen. But praise God, other things got in the way. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Brother Sanders, give honor unto you. Amen. Happy anniversary. Hope you have 100,000 more. Praise God. That's a lot. Well, you don't want to be with it that long? Well, okay. Praise God. I'm in trouble now. Amen. Y'all are laughing and he's red, so I'm in good shape. Praise the Lord. Amen. I appreciate that. I appreciate my beautiful wife. Amen. Love her and my children. Amen. Appreciate the one that's here and the two that are back there. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, amen, I am going to try hard, even though my wife tells me not to say this, but I'm going to try hard not to keep you very long this morning. Amen. But I have something very simple this morning. Amen. I you have a pastor and you have an assistant pastor, amen, that no doubt, amen, preach good, deep messages, amen, that are solid, amen. But today I'm just going to bring you some McDonald's. Is that all right? Amen. I like steak and I like pork chops, but every once in a while a good sausage biscuit from McDonald's is all right. Amen. Good old double quarter pounder with cheese, add mayonnaise with a medium diet Coke and a large fry. Whoo. McDonald's, here I come, praise God. No, amen. I just want to, amen, be very simple this morning, praise God. Jeremiah, the sixth chapter, amen, the 16th verse. Jeremiah, the sixth chapter, amen, the 16th verse. Amen, I give honor to the music, amen, did a wonderful job singing and playing, amen, worshiping God, praise God, I appreciate that, amen. I don't know about you, church, but I just want Jesus to have his way, amen. And most of the time, I've got to get out of the way for him to have his way, is that all right? Amen. So I'm, I'm new here. Any first-time visitors other than, well, I mean, that's my second, but we won't count the first one. Any first-time visitors in the house? Amen. Will you act as crazy as I do? We'll be all right. He said no. Amen. Praise God. Jeremiah, the sixth chapter. Amen, the 16th verse. The Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. 
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we love and praise you today, God. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that we feel in this house this morning. I ask, God, that you'd anoint my mouth to speak your words today. I pray, Lord, that you'd anoint the ears of this congregation, God, that we would hear exactly what you had had to say in this house today. I pray, God, that your anointing will destroy every yoke, tear down every stronghold, open every jail cell. I ask in the name of Jesus right now, Lord, that your will would be done. And the church said in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, say it loud in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a great big loud hand clap of praise because he's worthy this morning. Amen, you can be seated this morning only if you want to. Bible says, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. But the Bible says, they said that we will not walk therein. If you'll allow me a few minutes this morning, I want to preach on this very simple thought. God's recipe for change. God's recipe for change. Now, we've already talked about Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas services and Thanksgiving services. And amen, if you can tell by, since I've taken my jacket off, hallelujah, I love this time of year. Why? Because family's getting together, turkey's being cooked, stuffing's being laid out, amen, all the good stuff, cakes and pies, praise God, uh, are being prepared and thought about, uh, amen, those of you that are going to grandma's house, the one thing on your mind is grandma's cooking, amen, those of you that are going to mom and daddy's house, the one thing on your mind uh, is mama's cooking, uh, amen, but what makes the cooking so good? What makes, uh, amen, every year be so good and we look forward to it so much, why? Amen, because every year grandma pulls that recipe book out of the cabinet because she knows everybody's looking for that good old-fashioned apple pie. Come on, somebody. Amen. She pulls that recipe out and she puts that recipe on the counter. You know what she does? Amen. She opens that thing up and she thumbs through to find everybody's favorite recipe. But in order for her pastor to make that apple pie taste just like it did last year and just like it did the year before and the year before and when her mother made it and her grandmother made it, she's got to follow that recipe word for word. Amen. She's got to know how much sugar to put in that thing. She's got to know how much of this and how much of that, how long to cook it, how many apples, amen, that's needed. Can I tell somebody here today, hallelujah, I love good old-fashioned apple pie, amen, that's made by the recipe, but I've come to tell somebody this morning, we serve a God that's got a recipe for revival in your life. We serve a God that's got a recipe for restoration. We serve a God that's got a recipe for salvation, and if there's somebody in this house today that needs a chance, God's got a recipe that's worked for thousands of years. It's worked over and over and over. Amen. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you are. Amen. God's recipe is going to be right every time. It's going to be right on time. If we follow the recipe. Because if we don't put the right amount of sugar in grandma's apple pie, it ain't going to taste like grandma's apple pie. If we don't cook it like grandma cooked it, guess what? It ain't gonna taste, amen, like we remember. It's gonna taste different. It's gonna taste funny. And we're not gonna enjoy it. Maybe not even like it. Amen, can I tell you today, God's recipe is there, very easy to read. And if you'll follow the recipe, you're guaranteed to be satisfied. Amen, you're guaranteed, amen, to receive the outcome. Amen, that God has promised us today. But we first gotta follow the recipe. God's recipe begins simply by stand. 
That word stand, we understand, amen. We, we can stand up to our feet and stand up and clap our hands and stand up and walk to the car and all of these things. But stand also means that, that we need to realize where we are, not only in our physical place of night being here this morning, but where we are spiritually, where we are carnally, amen, where we are in our walk with God, where we are in our family, where we are in our home, where we are in our job. We have to first stand. Can I tell you today, you'll never get anywhere until you know where you are first. Amen. When we left the house in Mississippi, I, I typed in the address to where we were going. Guess what? I first thing I it had to find out was where I was. Because I can't have directions to where I'm going unless I first know where I am. Can I tell you today, we'll never have revival church if we never find out where we stand in God first. I don't know what to make better in my life if I don't know where I stand. I don't know what direction to go in if I don't know where I stand. There's many of us here today, it's time for us to quit acting a different way. Quit pretending a different way and realize, amen, I am where I am. I may not want to be here. I may not like it. I may not want to be here long, but right now, the fact is I am where I am. Amen. But we serve a God that will bring us out. We serve a God that can make it right today. We have to stand. We have to know where we are. Some of us here this morning all know too well where we are. Why? Because we've been here for way too long. We've been standing in this same spot in our life, going around this same circle, going through these same circumstances, dealing with the same mess. For way too long, I preacher, I, I know where I stand. Amen, I'm broke, I'm alone, I ain't got no friends, I ain't got no job. Amen, I'm surrounded by people that love me, but I just can't find a way to feel it. I can't find an opportunity, amen, to give it back. I can't find a way to have joy and happiness. Amen, I, I know where I stand, I've been here too long. I'm in the middle of a preaching church, but I can't seem to find my way, amen, to that place that I, I so long to be. He said, stand. Then he said, ask. See, we could lift our hands today, and most of us that know where we stand, or even those that don't know where we stand, we sure would have some places we'd like to be. Come on. Amen. I, I, I know where I stand, but whoo, I know where I'd like to be. I drive a 1970s pick-em-up truck, praise God. But I sure would like to be driving me one of them 2015s. Come on. Amen. I, I know I've got me a one-bedroom house with a half bath, but I show it like one of them three bedrooms with two of them bathrooms in there. Hallelujah. Two, two bathtubs. Come on, somebody. Amen. I, I know where I am, praise God. Amen. I'm unhappy with my life. I'm unhappy with my surroundings. Amen. I feel like I'm in a prison every day of my life. I know where I am, but I'll tell you where I'd like to be. I'd like to enjoy some freedom for a little while. I'd like to enjoy, amen, some joy in my life for a little while. Amen. I'm tired. I'm restless. Amen. I feel frustrated and aggravated. I know where I am, but I sure would like some peace in my spirit. I sure would like, amen, some joy in my life. I sure would like some freedom. Amen, we all have a prayer. But can I tell you today, I mean no disrespect and I don't mean to be ugly, but you can stand and want all day long and that doesn't mean anything is going to happen. Amen, I've been standing here a long time and I know standing don't make a change. I've been wanting out of where I am for a long time, but I know that wanting doesn't make a change. But pastor, if I can ever figure out what will get me from where I stand over to what I want, amen, there's going to be a revival. Can I tell somebody today, amen, the piece of the recipe is walking. Amen, I got to walk from where I am. I got to walk to where I want to be. I've got to step out. I've got to say, Lord, I'm tired of being here. Enough 
is enough and I'm ready amen, for a change in my life and I'm going to get that change by walking. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to walk in the anointing of God. I'm going to walk in the teaching of God. Could I put it this way? It ain't apple pie if it ain't got no apples in it. It can have the right amount of sugar. It can have the right amount of flour. It can cook the right amount of time. It can be in the right pot. It can do all of those things, but if you don't put no apples in it. Many of us here today know it all too well. Why? Because we want it, and we've stood, and we want it, and we've stood. See, standing brings us respect. I may not stand where you stand, but I can respect you for standing there. Because you could just lay down and roll over, right? If you're standing, I can respect you for standing. But you ain't going to make me want to be where you are just by standing there. I can respect you for your wants. I can give you sympathy. My wants will bring sympathy. But I can't uh, give you what you want. Is that right? And if you could give yourself what you wanted, you'd already have it. Praise God. Amen. But when I begin to put my faith in action, when I begin to allow, amen, my sick and tired of standing and my sick and tired of just wanting, amen, when it begins to go into action, when I start going for the prize, when I start moving forward in what I want, amen, church, not only does it bring change in me, but it'll bring change in those that are around me. Why? Because they'll see I'm not just standing anymore. They'll see I'm not just asking anymore. But right now I'm putting forth the work. Amen. I'm striving. Amen, I'm wanting something different, and I'm putting an action to it. Amen, church, we've got to start walking in the things of God here today. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I know you know the story well, but please forgive me for the little reminder. The Bible says when the king told them when the music sounds, bow down, what'd they do? They stood. Why? Because they knew who they were. They knew what they stood for. I believe I'm amongst the people that stands for truth. It stands for holiness. It stands for righteousness. I believe I'm in the middle of the people. Amen. That stand for the word of God. But can I tell you, just standing there will not bring a change. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood. Why? Because they knew where they stood. Come whatever may I'm standing. Why? Because I'm here. This is me. That's what I am. Everybody knows we got tattletales around us. Ain't no tattletales in the house, are you? Do not lift your hand. <laughs> tattletales went to the king and said, Hey, king. And three boys stood. They didn't bow. Can I tell you today, we're living in a world that's falling apart. And if the church does not stand, the world will have nowhere to run to. If the apostolic church does not stand on what we believe, amen, the world that's falling around us will not have no one to lift their hand to. Can I tell some apostolics in this house today, we don't want to see the world fall. We don't want to see our loved ones fall. We don't want to see our friends fall. But church, I'd rather them fall and find me standing so that I can pick them up, amen, than fall down with them where neither one of us will have a way to get back up. Come on, church. We've got to stand for the things of God in our life today. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood. Tattletales told on them. King called them in the office. I'm uncomfortable in the office. I went to high school more years than what I was supposed to. I'm glad some of y'all got that. I felt alone for a minute. (laughs) Every time I got called to the principal's office, 
It wasn't because they had a smile on their face that was going to give me a pat on my back and give me a day off from school. It's because they had a paddle in their hand. So I ain't cool with offices, praise God. I'll stand out in the hallway and we can chit-chat all night long, but I don't want to come in your office. If I do, I'm putting my back against the wall. <laughs> come on, somebody. I'll put that wall, that board behind me. No other boards. The Bible says they called him in. Nebuchadnezzar called him in and said, hey, maybe you didn't hear. Maybe you don't have an understanding how things are working around here. I'm going to give you another chance to bow down. I'm going to give you another chance to play the music. And when the music begins to play, I want you to bow down. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, amen, listen, as the king began to tell them, I'm going to fire up that furnace seven times hotter. Who is this God that you serve, amen, that can deliver you out of my hand? And it was then that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, Whoa, king, I am not slow to answer thee. Amen, the God that I serve, amen, will deliver me out of your hand. Amen, church, I've got news for some of us here today. Amen, I know God will do it, and you know God will do it. But every once in a while, we got to speak it out. We've got to say, God, I'm tired of going through what I'm going through, and I'm ready for some change. I'm ready for deliverance in my life. Because I think all of us here today know that it don't matter if a fire is one time hot, four times hot, or seven times hot, that thing is hot. And I don't want to be there. But can I tell you today, sometimes going through the trials of life is exactly what we need to get to where we're going. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, mm-mm, king, I'm cool. I ain't bowing down. You just throw me in the furnace. That's the apostolic way of saying, Lord, please, please, please help me. Because yeah. on the outside, we're bold. On the outside, we're firm. But on the inside, we're scared to death. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm just trying to be honest here today. Amen. We can stand up, we can shake our fists, and we can spit and sweat and holler and backflip, but on the inside, there's some of us here today that are scared to death of what we may have to go through in order to receive the revival that we're wanting. There's some of us here today are scared to death, amen, of what we're going to have to go through in order to see that things change in our church that we want. Amen. But can I tell you today, hallelujah, it's going to be standing, and it's going to be praying, saying, God, I don't want to go through there, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew. Amen. There was one more piece to the pie there was one more piece to the puzzle bible teaches us that the king snatched them up you know the story bound them with their own clothes we live in a world today that tries to bind us by our own word of god that we live by they try to push us down and hold us down by the standards, amen, that we live by. But can I tell you today, amen, I would rather be bound, amen, by the things of God, amen, by the things that are in this world today. I've been there and I've done that, amen. I've got the t-shirt and threw it in the garbage. Why? Amen, because I felt the touch of God in my life. Amen, I would rather be wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus, amen, than wrapped up, tied up in anything, amen, that's out in that world today. And there's some of us here right now, it's time to get that pit bull mentality. I'm coming out of the world that I'm living in. I'm coming out of the mess that I'm in. Amen. I want to move of God in my life. Standing didn't change nothing. Asking, guess what? Didn't change nothing. Why? How you know, preacher? Because they got thrown in the fire anyway. Come on, somebody. I mean, they got, they got thrown in there anyway. But see, they followed the recipe. They stood and they asked. 
The Bible says they bound him up and threw him in the fiery furnace. Can I tell you, standing didn't make a change. Asking didn't make a change. But when that king looked in the fire and he saw that they wasn't laying there, he saw that they wasn't giving up. But the Bible says he saw not three men walking, but four men walking. Can I tell you today, when we walk in what we believe in, that's when the world will see Jesus in us. When we walk in what we stand for, that's when the world will see Jesus in us. Come on, church. You are revival today. It's time to walk in what we believe in and let the world see, let our city see, let our family see that the God that we serve is real. Why? Because when he saw him walking, that's when the change took place. He said, better get them boys out of there. See, we wouldn't go through the trials near as long as we go through them if we would just keep on walking. But we find a place to stop and smell the lily of the valley. Thank God for the lily of the valley. I want the lily of the valley to walk with me, not sit down and hang out with me. I want us to go. Is that all right? The Bible said King Nebuchadnezzar looked in there and said, get them boys out of there. Hey, Amen. I see the Son of God in there walking around with them fellas. Get them out. Anybody bow down to any God other than what these three boys got going on. Oh, I felt the mean spirit come and go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First time preaching here. I can't be mean. Praise God. There's many of us here today, we're so scared to offend somebody else. Amen. But if we'll just stand and let God do the talking while we do the walking, everything's going to work out just fine. Amen. God's got a plan. Amen. But it's going to take an apostolic church to walk in the things of God, to walk, amen, in the will of God. Amen. To walk in it. It's God that gives the increase. It's us that water. It's us that plant. But it's God that makes the change. But we've got to be a vessel to walk in. Many of us here today found ourselves in the same place that Peter did. Bible says that Peter laid between two guards in a prison cell. He had been there for six days. Because of the feast, he wouldn't already had his head taken off, praise God. But he stayed there a whole lot longer than he wanted to. And because of the trial, because of the circumstances, because of the situation, Pastor Peter found himself in a rut. Many times in our walk with God, we find ourselves in a rut. Because we're surrounded by stuff. We're surrounded by circumstances. Can I challenge somebody here today? Don't let your neighbor's worship dictate your worship to God. Don't let your neighbor's walk with God dictate your walk with God. Amen, church. Uh, there's some of us here today, we've been in a rut too long. It's time to come out of the rut. It's time for us to realize, amen, I'm in a place I don't want to be. I'm missing out on some things in my life. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord came to where Peter was. God doesn't expect you to just jump up and walk out of this thing all on your own. The Bible says the angel of the Lord came and did what? Smote Peter in the side. TJ's definition, he kicked him real good. Right? It's called conviction. Some of us need a real good kick. I'm going to leave that there. Pastor's got the boots on. Praise God. A swift kick with a boot. Amen. The Bible says the angel of the Lord came and smote Peter on the side. Amen. He said what? Rise up quickly. He said, get up on your feet and realize where you are today. Amen. I believe there's somebody in this house right now. Amen. What the angel of the Lord, what the anointing of God is doing, is smoting you on your side saying, you know what? It's time for you to get a gander where you're at right now. It's time for you to start giving, amen, a gut check time, a spiritual check. Amen. It's time for some of us to stand up quickly and say, you know what? I'm tired of sitting here where I am. I'm tired of laying here where I am, but I'm ready to get up. I want to see what God.
God's got for me. I'm not satisfied. I'm tired of the rut. I'm tired of my surroundings. I'm ready to come out and let God be God in my life today. The Bible says the angel of the Lord smote him on his side and said, get up. What he had to do first, he had to stand and know where he was. All sleepy eyed, your hair all over the face, eyes all puffy, but you still got to look around. Soldier, 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 soldier. Cage, brick walls. Where am I at? I'm in a prison. He was still a man of God. He was still a child of God, but he was in prison. Bible says when he stood up, guess what happened? Chilling. Stuff fell off. Why? Because he realized, oh, uh-uh, we're not having this. See, there's many of us here today, what we have to first understand is I've got to stand and know where I am. But the Bible says the angel of the Lord looked at Peter and said, gird thyself. We all know about the armor of God. Praise God. What did he say? He said, put the truth back in your, protect yourself with the truth. The truth is you don't have to be the way you are. The truth is you don't have to stay where you are today. The truth is you don't have to be bound. The truth is God is real. The truth is he is a deliverer. The truth is you don't have to die of this sickness. Amen. The truth is you don't have to, amen, be, ah. You don't have to go by those things, amen. But the truth, we need to put it back on our weak places. One writer said, I want to gird my mind. What do he say? I want the weak places in my mind. Amen. Our loin is the place where there's no bone in our body. There's nothing to protect this stuff. So what they do, they begin to they gird themselves. They wrap their garments around themselves to give themselves some protection. Amen. Some of us here today, we need to get back to the truth and realize, amen, we've let the world and we've let things of the world get to our weaknesses in our lives today. He said, get up, gird yourself, put your sandals on. That's the preparation of the gospel. You've got to shod them feet up. Come on. I mean, we got to get prepared. Why? Because we're going somewhere. Come on, somebody. Amen. When I wake up in the morning, I start brushing my hair. You know what I'm thinking about? Oh, we finna have some church today. Amen. When I come on my way to church, you know what I do? I got my Jesus music on crunk. Amen. Why? Because I'm getting ready. I'm preparing. Amen. For an apostolic Holy Ghost throwdown. When I come into the church building, I'm not waiting on the musicians. I'm not waiting on the pastor. Why? Because I already got it going on. I'm already prepared. Amen. For God to make a move. I mean, I'm ready. Praise God. I know where I stand and I need more I know where I stand and I want to worship amen the only way I'm going to come out of here is I got to get prepared gird yourself put your sandals on and what put that garment back on put your praise back on put that garment of praise back on your shoulders Oh, we're still in the prison cell, but I got to get my praise back on. I don't believe in shouting when we get out. We got to shout smack dab in the middle of it. Amen. We got to shout smack dab in the middle of what we're going through. Amen. Why? Because if I can worship before and I can worship during, you better get out of my way when I come out of this mess because my worship's going to be loose. Amen. Like it's never been before. He didn't pray, Lord, get me out of here, or angel, come on, get me out of here. But the Bible says that the angel, amen, began to tell him what to do. And because he was obedient, he showed the angel that he was prepared to come out of where he was. Y'all with me? Now, I've been to jail once or twice. I'm sorry. That's the truth. It ain't fun. Young people, middle-aged people, and old people, don't go. But I know what it feels like, Pastor, to have them shackles on. 
You can't move your feet. You can't move your hands six inches off your chest. You can't move your ankles no more than about six or seven inches apart. I mean, you can't even, you, you, you got to do this to scratch your cheek. And for some of us, that's hard to do. Get down there, praise God. But it's been a long time ago. Just y'all, some of y'all look worried. It was a long time ago since I went to jail, all right? And you had to walk like this. That's it. That's all you got. You can do this and you got, you make a whole lot of noise, but you ain't going nowhere. Right? I mean, you, you can't lift your hands. Why? Because they're bound here. You can't run the aisles because you can't step but half a step, praise God. You can't put your toes but at your arch and your heel, amen, because you can't go nowhere. There's many of us here today who are in spiritual shackles, amen. We can't worship the way we want to worship. Why? Because there's too many things got us bound down. There's too many things that's got their hands on us. But the Bible says that when he jumped up, amen, the chains fell off, amen, the shackles fell off, amen. Can I tell somebody here today, and I mean to dip in your Kool-Aid a little bit, we've got too many shouting only in the church. We've got too many worshiping only in the church. Amen. But church, this thing ain't for these four walls alone. Hallelujah. We serve a God that'll go out in the parking lot with us. That'll go out to Walmart with us. That'll go on our job with us. Church, it's time for us to bring what God has done for us out of just these walls and show the world what God is doing. Bible teaches us he had his shackles on, man. He was up. He was feeling good. He had his shoes on. He had his, his loins was girded. Amen. He had his praise garment on. Boy, he was doing his thing. But here's the problem. He was still in the same prison he'd always been in. Now, when they took them shackles off me when I got in that prison cell and they shut them iron doors, oh, I felt better. But I was still surrounded by the same prison walls. Can I be so bold as to say there's some of us here today that are trying to live free in a prison cell? Just because you ain't got chains on your hands. And change around your feet don't mean you still ain't in a prison cell. Ooh, we get satisfied with standing and wanting. We get satisfied with the shout, hallelujah, when some loudmouth evangelist comes and screams and sweats and spits on everybody. Amen, we get satisfied when the music's good and we clap our hands and get our elbows a little loose. Amen, but when we walk out there, we realize I'm still in the same position I've always been in. And it ain't very long, guess what? They come back and put them chains back on. Bible says the angel of the Lord looked at Peter and said, now what? Follow me. What are we doing? We're walking out of here. Because it ain't no fun having no handcuffs on, still sitting behind closed doors. But watch this. Here's the whole, the whole best part of this whole story, I think. The Bible says that Peter wist not know that it was true. He didn't even know if the angel was really there. He didn't even know what was really happening was really happening. But the Bible says he just followed what? The vision. He didn't know if the angel was right. He didn't know if that things was right. But hallelujah, he felt a touch from God. He felt the anointing of God. He said, you know what, God? If you're powerful enough to give me a vision of being free, then I'm just crazy enough to follow it. And the Bible says as he began to walk, that the doors began to open. He didn't have to touch one prison door. But when the angel got closed, the doors began to open. When the angel got closed, the doors began to open. What did Peter do? Peter just started walking. He just started following God. He just started following the will of God and the Bible says when they got out across the street when they got out and across the street see God goes always above and beyond what he has to do he gets us out but he does more and gets us out he gets us across the street what are you saying preacher I'm saying if you want to go back you got to cross the street to get there come on 
What happened when he got across the street? My second favorite part. He came to himself. Duh. I just got delivered. Not only did I get delivered from the prison that I was in and the shackles that had on my feet, but I'm delivered from the expectation of the people. You think I'm going to fail? Shame on you. Watch what God's going to do when I start walking. You think this thing ain't real? Well, watch this. I'm going to start walking. Amen. Come on, somebody. There's many of us here today. It's time to worship regardless of our past. It's time to magnify God regardless of what we're going through. Amen, church. It's time to start walking in the midst, and God's going to bring us out, and God's going to deliver us. God's going to show us who we are. The story of the prodigal son, I know you know it, and I'm trying to hurry. It's got like 18 more points. But I usually do about 18 points in you know, five minutes. The Bible teaches us the prodigal son, what did he do? He took all that his father had for him and broke camp. He left, rolled out, had him party. He had some fun. Bible even says sin's fun for a season. And we all know summer's over. <laughs> I had to put my motorcycle up. I don't like that. Whew. It's fun for a season. But that season's going to quickly be over with. That's where some of us stand here today. Well, we've had a relationship with God. But we went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and stepped on out of God's house. Started playing a little bit out there in the world because it was fun for a little while. Experiencing new things, being around things maybe. I wasn't raised in church, so if I was to backslide today, I'd, I'd revisit things that I used to do. I ain't going, but you know. The Bible teaches us that he got down on his luck. Things got bad for him. You know, spent all his money, ran off all his friends. Broke up with all his girlfriends. He was done. He had nothing else to live for. So the Bible says that he attached himself or found a job for somebody that was a part of that country. Why? Because he knew he didn't belong there from the get-go. It was that country. It was that way of life. It was that city. It's those people. The Bible teaches us he found himself underneath the hog trough. This is Arkansas, ain't it? Razorbacks. Found himself under the Razorback trough. Y'all know what Razorbacks eat, don't you? <laughs> Anything. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> the Bible says he was underneath that pig trough. He was where the pigs were. They were eating. And they was throwing down. They was enjoying themselves. They was happy with their slop, with their anything. But I believe he had a little something in his hand. The Bible teaches us he was, he was about to eat. He was, he was about to just throw in the towel. He was about to just... He was right there. I, I believe he had a old half-eaten apple in his hand. Maybe that cow, or cow, maybe that pig took one bite out of it and it failed. He caught it before it hit the mud. Pig saliva on it. And I believe he had it right there. Or maybe some of us here this morning, we've got it right there. Just, just, just forget it. Just give in. Just let it go. It's right there. You know what the Bible says about this guy? He came to himself. 
All of a sudden, he's hearing oinking, smelling himself and the things around him. Old nasty fruit in his hand. About to just take that giving up bite, that let it go bite, that forget it bite. And all of a sudden, I believe Jesus said, and he said, whoa, wait a minute. He knew where he was standing, Pastor. Oh, he was laying down. He was covered in stuff, but he knew where he was. Maybe for the first time since he left daddy's house, he really knew where he was. And I believe right then Jesus just gave him a little whistle, a little clap of the hand, just a little something, you know, to catch their attention, a little, a little snap of the finger. All of a sudden he came to himself and he realized, I am in nowhere where I want to be. I'm covered in stuff I don't want to be covered in. I'm about to partake of some things I my entire life said I would never partake of, but here I am fixing to do it. And the thought came across his mind, there are servants in my father's house. Servants. People we slap around. I'm just kidding. Servants in my father's house that live better than this. You know what that means? I don't want this. I'm going to go back to daddy's house and be a servant and eat a fresh apple. Come on. Sit down at a real table. Amen. Even if it's out in the backyard with the little kids and the little chairs. Come on, somebody. It's Thanksgiving time. You got the kids' table. Amen. Some of you here today, you know, you're 13, you thought you was going to get out of the kids' table, but nope, you're going to be there again this year. There's some of us here today that belong at the adult table. We belong maybe even up on that platform, but yet we've taken a different road. So guess what? we got to start back at the kids' table. He said, you know what? I'll take the kids' table. Give me some turkey leg. Come on, somebody. Amen. A little chicken neck. Praise God. Amen. I know y'all are country. Y'all eat chicken neck. Don't tell me no story. (laughs) Amen. He said, look. He said, there are servants in my father's house that get treated better than this. There are servants in my father's house that live better than this. There are servants in my father's house that are better than this. And the Bible teaches us, guess what? He got up out of the pig slop. He got up out of the mud and muck. He put that old half-eaten apple down. You know what he did? He started heading back to daddy. He started walking back to daddy's house. Amen, church. And guess who was waiting on him when he got there? I believe daddy was out on the porch. Amen, God is sitting here waiting on you. Amen to make up in your mind. I know where I am. I don't want to be here. God, I want to come back to daddy's house and start walking. Amen. Daddy will start pulling you in. Daddy will cover you up and daddy will give you what you need. Amen. There's a feast that's waiting for somebody. You don't have to live the way you're living. Amen. There's a brand new way. There's a better life. Amen. There's a feast that's waiting for you. I'm going to ask everybody to stand with me. Sweetheart, if you don't mind playing that piano. Tickling the plastics, right? And then it's plastic. Real piano's got ivory on it. It's different. Well, he's not my sweetheart, but if he wants to play, he can. I just want to clarify that. She is. She told you to go. You better go. I love Acts 238, 239. Love it. Love them two scriptures. We ought, to look, we ought to put 237 in there too. Peter was preaching. He probably didn't spit on y'all like I did. 
I bet he was just as passionate, though. I bet he's sweating just as much because it's hot over there. You know what he did? He told the good news. He talked about how good Jesus was. And what Jesus could do for him and her and her and her and him. Little Joey and Big Bobby, you know. He just talked about how good Jesus was. They already knew there was a difference about him. Somebody from the crowd said, I'd like to know that fella. I don't know Jesus. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't have this what he's talking about. I ain't got this. You know what that fella did? He realized where he stood. He realized he was standing without God. Can I tell you today, it doesn't matter how good you are, because I know we ain't got some bad folks in here. There's some good folks in here. Some good, big-hearted, kind-hearted people. And you got some junkyard dogs standing in here, too. Just mean that it bites you in half a second. But can I tell you, it doesn't matter how bad you are, and it doesn't matter how good you are. If you ain't got Jesus, you ain't going to heaven. What must we do? He realized what he was, and all of a sudden, you know what he did? He wanted to be somewhere else. So what did he do? He asked the question, what do I got to do to get to where I, can, where I can get to Jesus? How do I get to Jesus? How do I get there? And Peter said unto them, repent. What's that? I starting to walk. Repent. Repenting is also a type and shadow of knowing where you stand and not wanting to be there no more. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. What is that? That's getting yourself prepared. And that's baptism. That's repentance is asking for forgiveness. Your past is wiped away. Baptism is saying right now, I want a brand new right now. The Bible teaches us we come out a brand new creature. I'm a brand new dude or dudette. I'm a brand new person. Why? Because I've been baptized in Jesus' name. What must we do? Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you. Somebody say me. And to your children. Say somebody my kids. And those who are far off. Say that uncle that we'll never invite no more. Whoever the Lord our God shall. You know one of the things in the Bible that the Bible says is the definite will of God. Is that all come to repentance. So guess what? Everybody's been called. That's good stuff. I want everybody to think about where you are right now. Apostolics, think about where you are in your walk with God. Backslider, think about where you are in your life. Those who have never been baptized, those who have never repented, those who have never been filled to get to the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking that heavenly language. Amen. Think about where you are today. Are you happy? It's not a question that I can answer. I can look on your faces and tell you, but that ain't going to do you no good.
Because everybody's been telling you for years. I can't make a change in your life. I wish I could grab some folks in a headlock, Pastor, and pull them up here and body slam them on the floor, but I just don't think that would work. Long term, anyway. <laughs> Everybody just close your eyes. There's the Holy Ghost is moving in this house right now. I've come to challenge some saints of God here today. Are you where you know you ought to be in God? I've come to challenge some backsliders here today. The life that you had chosen walking away from Father's house, is it better, amen, than the life when you were shouting and running the aisles, amen, when the Holy Ghost was moving on you? Amen, those of you, amen, that's never had God in your life, can I tell you, there's a life, amen, it's not only just life, but it's life more abundant, amen, it's something that God can only give. It's the power of God, amen, that's in this house today. I wonder if there's somebody, amen, would start walking this morning. How am I gonna do that, preacher? Walk out that pew down to this aisle and say God amen this is where I stand and I don't want to be here no more God this is where I want to be and Lord I'm already starting on my walk I'm walking right now I'm walking right now coming to you God see there's some of you waiting on your neighbor to move first there's some of you waiting on somebody else to respond first. I got news for you, apostolic. We should never be intimidated by this altar. Amen, just because you come to this altar don't mean you're in a bad spot. It doesn't mean you're backslid. Amen, it just means that you're hungry for a move of God in your life. Amen, come on, somebody. It's time to start walking and let the Spirit of the Lord begin to bless. It's time to start walking and let the power of God begin to move. There's a recipe to this thing today. <laughs>